What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? If you want to come see the Rojo Rocket Live, I got a bunch of tour dates in the new year. The Red Rocket Tour starts, baby, in 2020. I'm so excited about it, man. Uh, at the beginning, I go to Edmonton, Canada. Then I go to Denver, Colorado. And then I go to Minneapolis and Madison. Then in February, I'm in Bakersfield. Then I go down to Atlanta. We're jumping around the whole country, January, February, March, April, May, and we're adding dates as we go. Go to andrewsantino.com for tickets. I want to thank you so much for spreading the word, man. We sold so many tickets already. Come out and see me run this new hour. I'm excited. Please click subscribe and all that good jazz and and like it and then go on the iTunes and comment five stars. Go, I love this. This is so great, though. Tell all your friends. Um, And another great announcement. Check it out, dude. The Red Rocket got the merch. The merch on the head. The Red Rocket merch. We also have a bunch of whiskey ginger stuff. uh, Cool shirts that say, and here we pour whiskey. A bunch of other stuff that I'm sure we're putting up on the screen in front of my face, so you're just listening to me at this point anyway. And if you're just listening and not watching it on YouTube, it's even more awkward, but it doesn't really matter because that's how it goes. But I'm excited for all of these things. The Red Rocket Tour in 2020. Go to andrewsantino.com for tickets. That's where you can get the merch as well as see the tour um, and connect with me. I'm so excited. And our Patreon is now available, which is another huge thing. I'm going to be doing all my solo episodes there as well as Q&A is all going to live there on the Patreon because this will only be the guest interviews here on Deregula Whiskey Ginger page. Um, Without further ado, let's go to the episode. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best, dude. You want to clean up your basement. You don't want to nick your balls, man. Tis the season to keep your nuts clean. Go to manscaped.com because you can find all sorts of good stuff. Uh, The ball butter is incredible. The deodorizer, you know, the anti-chafing cream to put down there. You know, when you're uh, running after the chickadoos this winter, you don't want your legs smashing again together get the ham hocks rubbing together you want to keep everything down there clean and smooth go to manscape because they have this, the, the best stuff the crop preserver the lawnmower 2.0 i have all of these things i swear to god and i use them because i don't like to use the same trimmer for my face as i do for my balls i'm a weirdo i don't care i use two different sides of the towel when i wash my balls and i wash my face i don't want my nuts on my face it's my thing okay i don't think it's that weird uh but manscape has some of the greatest products out there plus a great tote bag that comes with everything you can take it on the go so it's discreet and manly. It looks nice and smooth, not embarrassing, but uh, they have all the right tools for your tool. I'm a huge supporter of them, uh, and they're a big supporter of the show. So we love their stuff, and I, and I genuinely believe in it because uh, it's nice uh, to, to have your nuts clean. You know what I mean? Whether you're married or single, you want to you wanna show off a little bit. You know, Give the guy more girth. Give the guy more length. Give the guy more style. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code WHISKEY. You know the name of the show, baby. It's WHISKEY uh, to get 20% off. And uh, give give it for a gift this holiday if you have to. If you don't want it for yourself, give it to somebody else that you know has got a uh, a messy downstairs. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code whiskey to get 20% off. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again. Today, it's Fortune Feimster. Hello. How are you? Cheers. so good. Cheers. Cheers to you. Fortune wanted a little bit of sauce. We're drinking. You gave me the good stuff. This is Blanton's. This is really good stuff. This is Kentucky bourbon. That's a family name of mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of Blanton's in my family. Do you really? Mm Mm-hmm. What, um, like, is on your, on your, on your mama's side? On my mom's side, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my grandmother's last name was Blanton. No way. Mm-hmm. Pull this a little closer to your mouth, okay, by the way. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Wait a minute, really? Yeah, I don't know if it's any relation to... Are you a family in Kentucky? Uh, no, all North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, North Carolina Florida. North... Whoop, 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 Florida. Florida. Yeah, but North Carolina's close enough to Kentucky, right? Yeah, they're not far. They're neighbors. I feel like it's all kind of similar around there. You might be. You might, if you have some ties to the Blantons, you ought to make some phone calls and oh, get some money because that's some really good stuff. It's really good. This is um, Buffalo Trace makes this stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, I went over there and went to the distillery. It was it was awesome. But Kentucky is um, Kentucky's an interesting place. Yeah, it's an interesting place. I've never done stand up in Kentucky. I, just I did realized. Lexington. They have a club there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, before that, I I had never been there. My stepdad. Is from North Carolina. Speaking oh, of yeah? which, yeah, he's from a tiny little town. Actually, you know where John Reap is from? Hickory. Uh, Hickory, yeah. Okay, my dad's from a town like 
three miles away from there called Valdez. Oh, okay. It's the, it's it's the size of your Apple Watch. Yeah, it's this big. Did you like? Do you like your stepdad? Yeah, I love him. Oh, okay, yeah, good. he's no, he's the best. Yeah. What, oh, you want to be? No, I hate. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> I hate him. No, he's the best. But I. That's why I learned about like small town Southern culture because mm-hmm. a kid from Chicago. I didn't yeah. know anything about it, and yeah. then when we went there, I was like, "My fiance lives in Chicago forever." Well, I think people sometimes think uh, when they think of the South, they assume that I like grew up on a farm. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they're like, "Oh, you're a farm." I'm like, "No, the South is like a lot of small towns. It's a ton of small towns. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a downtown. There's like a cute downtown, mm-hmm. and then a like, main street. Yeah, a main street. On Main Street's gonna be a Dairy Queen. You are gonna see a little." <laughs> Oh. A little uh, King Super Love or the Dairy Queen. King Lion. What, what was the grocery store? Oh, uh, Win Dixie. Win Dixie. And Bilo. And Bilo is going to be down there <laughs> or right Harris on. Or Harris Teeter. Teeter. That's going to be there too. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, North Carolina feels like a bunch of Lifetime movies. Like yeah, it's all hundred percent. It's all like a. It's all like the scene when you see a scene out of a Lifetime, like a Christmas movie. Yeah, less murders. Yeah, way less. <laughs> way less. <laughs> There's no time to kill. No. Yeah, you, you got so much stuff going on. You're too busy baking. You're baby. I gotta be baking. I gotta pick up the boys. I gotta, I gotta, just, I gotta uh, stitch them something. And then I gotta take time to rest my eyes. Rest my eyes. <laughs> I'll call the my south, mom. The South is like uh, the South is like Spain. How they have like yeah, yeah, yeah. You their know how own they, language. They take a nap all the time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Siestas, yeah, yeah, yeah. The siestas. They mm. they kind of work. Like I feel like in my dad's town, like everyone had a job, but the job wasn't breaking their. It wasn't breaking their soul. Yeah, like, it, was know, like you, a, it was like a nine to five job. Nine to three thirty. <laughs> Something like you know that. what I mean? Like none of those jobs, none of the people in that town felt like they were broken. And city right. people always feel like the jobs are murdering them. Yeah, you're like that, right. Like they're like they just can't. You're right. I never thought about that because when I go home, everybody's just kind of like happy and like yeah, they're easy, much more relaxed, easy going. Yeah, because I think the pressures are much less. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that that doesn't exist in certain parts of the South, but right. I think when I go there, I always felt like the mood was. Um, Maybe more appreciative to to have downtime where yeah we if you if you work in an industry in a in a city I feel like your downtime is usually spent doing more work yeah I th- I think uh, yeah back home it seems that the emphasis is more on the family mm-hmm. and being at home with yeah. your kids or your husband or your wife yeah. And, and again, that's not for everybody. It's not. No, that's a generalization, but it seems to be. But that kind of has no. That's kind of the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Were you Were you religious? I grew up uh, Methodist. Yeah. So yeah. I, I it, you grow up going to church every Sunday. Like God. that is when that's did you part quit? of the culture? Um, when I went to college, you were like, no more. I can't do it. I, well, I went actually. I take that back. I went to college a little bit. I went to college a little bit. I, I went, went to college to, a little bit. <laughs> I dabbled in college. <laughs> I went to church a little bit still in college. You cause, did because that mentality is kind of still with mm. you. Like you feel like a you're you're being a bad Christian if you're not going. Right. You didn't. So yeah. I totally quit when I moved to L.A. Because I badass. I was, <laughs> you're a <laughs> rebel. I uh, well, I realized I was gay. That was part of it. And then also I started playing softball on Sundays, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I think wasn't the church softball team all gay. It was it wasn't that all gay it, women. It was a lot of dudes, but they oh. played on like Monday nights. But if you're gonna make me pick between softball and church, <laughs> I mean I gotta go softball. You gotta go softball. Yeah, you, know? you gotta go softball. Yeah, the... Especially in the beginning of coming out, I didn't know any gay people. Yeah. So I'm like I gotta be on the softball team. This is the only way <laughs> I'm gonna meet gay people. Were you good? I was great. Yeah. I was great. It's <laughs> That's in the my DNA, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I know. What is that? There's like a history. Like, why is... Why of, are lesbians good Why at are lesbians so good at some specific sports? I don't know what, what it is about softball. Yeah, I, I've never like softball, really broken Softball's kind of like a cliche joke for like, yeah. oh, you're a lesbian. But like, any, any, any woman I know that was a lesbian was... Mm-hmm that played uh, uh, softball was really good. Yeah. Like really good. Yeah. I think it's one of those sports where uh, it's great for lesbians because you, you only have to run a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sport where you could get hammered yeah, yeah, and yeah. still be good and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I, when I started playing softball in LA as an adult, I would play, I was like uh, on a team that traveled Oh, and wow. uh, we would play in tournaments, and all these hardcore lesbians would get hammered 
just like keg kegs in During their dugout. The game? Oh yeah. shit! And they, but they would like catch. They could like catch a ball blindfolded. They it were that good. They yeah, were they that were that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. What, like there's uh, when you wait. So let me back up a little bit uh-huh. because I'm so interested in this now. <laughs> when you said I stopped going to church because. You admitted to yourself that you were gay, or you were saying I you came out. I came out. Well, I you came out in college. I didn't come out till I was twenty five. Oh, was, after I school. I was a late bloomer. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I, you can look back and go, oh, well, clearly I've been gay. Well, you have some phenomenal life. bits, by the way. People need to look up online. You have some <laughs> incredible bits about coming out. Your your bit with your mom and she's my best friend. Is, oh yeah. It's honestly one of my the funniest bits. One of my favorite bits. Oh, thank you. Of any comedian that I know because it. It, it hits even if I know the, even if I know that punchline's coming, mm-hmm. it makes me laugh every <laughs> fucking time. Oh, I it's good, it. man. It's so good. It was my first like hit joke, you know. But I think it was because it came from such a real so place real. where, yeah. uh, because I didn't know I was gay for so long, you were you're just so angsty, yeah, and you can't really you don't really understand why. Why am I so intense? Yeah, that my friend. Is going out with a guy. Why do I care so much? It's just your friend. Right, who cares? And so my mom was always m- completely mystified by this intensity <laughs> about my friends. <laughs> so I would yell at her, yeah. like, she's my best friend. You don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your mom's name again? You say it Ginger. all the time. Ginger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's, part of, yeah. Part of this, she's here with us. Your mom has podcast. like the sweetest face. On. Whenever you put, put your mom up on things, I'm always like, this is like the, um, your mom looks like the ideal version of what a mother would be if you, yeah. could, if you could draw one in your That's brain. That's true. She does. She has that like, that like sweet. warm, sweet, mm-hmm. like loving, like a yeah. very like. Like she'll beat the shit out of you if you fuck up, <laughs> for sure. But like that, but that's all sweet moms. Yeah. Sweet moms are like underneath; they'll murder you. Yeah, you know. But it, it, she's got that like just angelic face where you're like, oh god, she doesn't, <laughs> she she doesn't have any like hate in her heart. No, you know, I was very lucky that I was raised by uh, people that were just. It was important for them for us to be kind to everybody. Yeah, and my family, my brothers, my mom, everybody's been very. Like that kind of, I guess it goes back to Christianity, do unto others kind of mm-hmm. mentality where mm-hmm. they just really drilled into us, like treating everybody with respect, having manners, being a good person. Yeah. And I mean, we can be dicks <laughs> plenty, but totally. We, I, they just were, it was always important to just like be a good person. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, the, the Christian laws that everyone should abide by. And that should—that's where it start, should start and stop. You right. know what I mean? It's yeah. like just that's don't be a basic. dick, be cool, mm-hmm. uh, be nice, and like try your best. Yeah. After that, I think it's just fodder. I'm like, this For is sure. after that. It's just like I'm not obeying these weird fake rules. It's just mm-hmm. like I think that the installation of these things in society about be a good person, do unto others, treat others. I think those are such basic through line yeah. things that even if you go to a country that oh. doesn't speak the same language, yeah. that's the exact same motive mm-hmm. that most. Uh, most religious people who are not of your sect mm-hmm. agree on. It's like, yeah, that's kind of our standard. Yeah, I mean, if that's something that we could all adhere to, we'd we be in try. a much better place, yeah. you know? Yeah, but we're far away from but that. But it's hard. You know, it gets hard. We all get snarky. We all... Yeah, bullshit. But yeah, we don't put our best foot forward. The devil's but... creeping in. <laughs> that devil's, the devil's on my just, back. He's back and just creeping in. That devil's being a real bitch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you have did you ever see moments of your of your mo- your sweet mother did she have moments of snapping on you guys oh, hard god yes yeah my mom was a a special ed teacher um oh, for she like had 30 patience. years she, she had so much patience not with us Mm-mm. um she had uh, and she also worked a lot with uh down syndrome kids okay m- for most of her career and i would go to her school and i i mean my mom would you'd be like this woman's a saint mm-hmm. she has more patience than anyone I've ever seen. So loving, wonderful. These kids adored her, and she'd come home. All patience was gone. Gone. Get, get your freaking. You know, you're just like, <laughs> hey, where did that woman go? Do we need to have Down syndrome for you to be nice to us, Mom? Mom, come on. What is this? I'm, yeah, I'm she special I, because well, that's what happens. Is like uh, anytime a friend's mom worked at the school. They would be like so nice to us, uh-huh. and the kid was like, "You don't know what she's like when you don't she's even at know. home." Yeah, you don't let that no, sweet face you have fool no you. Fucking idea what she does. <laughs> My parents were so not involved with the school that uh, 
that like parent teacher stuff they would yeah. they would like bail on they're like really? oh, we don't want to go to that i mean they went to some but it was always like both my parents worked my whole life so that it was just yeah, it, like school for me, they were like, just, just stop, don't fuck up, okay? Right. Just get out. It's like, don't make us have to go to your school. Just get out of it. Can you just get through it as fast as you can? That's for me. Yeah. School was really how fast can I get through it? Did you you grew up in Chicago, Chicago? Or like? Partially, yeah. Okay. So uh, when my mom got remarried, we moved to the suburbs. We moved okay. to the western suburbs. But I grew yeah. up as a kid in high rises downtown. Oh, really? Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I've talked to that about people, but I never really thought about it until I've gotten older. That I'm it was strange. Fascinated by kids that are growing up in like. High rises. High rises. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, there wasn't a lot of us that you could count on. I could yeah. count on my hand how many were in my building. You it's know, like, usually once we have kids, it's off to the suburbs. I know, or somewhere and, with grass. So just somewhere with space. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for me it was like I learned how to ride a bike in the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> in I, the apartment. In the apartment. <laughs> in the hallway. That's where. Seriously, that's where you start. Just You're not going to go out in the street first. Running in the neighbors' doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that I heard, the stuff that happened. My mom and I just talked about this when I went home. Um, a guy had uh, ripped off a prostitute. Oh. And she shot him outside of our apartment oh building. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It's a nice part of the city, but like, yeah. you know, whatever, shit happens. Right. And anyway, there, uh, there was blood in the street mm-hmm. and there was loud banging. So I had woken up and my mom was trying to like make up some lie about what yeah. happened. And the next morning I was downstairs and the, and the front door man was sitting there talking to another man. Mm-hmm. And I asked him what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I, my, and I said, uh, what happened out there? And he said, oh, some man got shot. Some woman didn't like it. Some man got shot. They're coming for us. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? These army helicopters coming? Yeah. Uh, he was like, some man got shot uh, by some woman for not paying him. I mean, he told me what yeah. happened. He didn't say hooker. I found that out later. But I, <laughs> but my parents, I was like, mom, what happened out there? And she was like, there was a bucket of paint that spilled. There was oh a lot my of paint. God. <laughs> and I said to her, I go, that's not true. The doorman said a man got shot. My mom was like, which one said that? <laughs> like, stormed downstairs. Uh, was like, why are you telling my son about hookers the, killing people? The next day, yeah. he's gone. Yeah, I mean, it was just like that. That that the city was kind of like. Uh, I thought most kids had that lifestyle. I thought mm-hmm. most kids grew up in apartments. I dreamed. Yeah. I remember thinking about houses when I was a kid. Oh, interesting. About what that was yeah. like to live in a house. I lived in an old house. It was like yeah. I think it was haunted. Crickety. Was it was it like very old wooden creepy. floors. Yeah. Yeah. But my mom swears it was haunted. Did you ever have any experiences? I'm not like, people say you have to be like susceptible to that or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and I never, I, I had always had a weird feeling, but she swore that she heard like door slam, footsteps when like no one else was home. Or, and you've never heard any of that shit. I never heard any of it. But I, but I, I ha- can kind of feel energy. Yeah. Uh, like I pick up, I very much pick up on other people's energy. And uh, I would anytime I would go home, I never it never felt light. Ah, uh, you know what I mean. What's my energy, by the way? L- your energy's light for what, sure. Do you know my color? You know that thing where they say you're you're like. Color? I don't know. I don't have I don't have any special powers. <laughs> <laughs> That's Marvel's new series. Fortune Feimster can tell oh my your God. aura. Can someone please write a movie where I am a superhero with zero powers? Where you're, you're one is you just kind of guess how people are feeling. Like I think you're going through some stress right now. <laughs> no, I, it's just kind of like a feeling. Like I it, I can walk into a house and be like, oh this this house has a good feeling to it, or like sure. ooh something went down here. Well, when we moved into this place, when we bought our house, we. I was weary over a lot of those things over like, mm-hmm. what's the neighborhood like? What are the people like? Cause like, yeah. are there what, ghosts? What are your neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are there ghosts that live next door too that could get in? But I was always weary of like, who are these humans around you? Cause yeah. that's super important. Yeah. And Cause I don't want to move to a place where like his energy is gross and uh-huh. weird or something. And it like gets pushed onto you and For like sure. negative vibes. And uh, you get into arguments over stuff like, cause you share land. It's oh, weird yeah, to like hear, share like, land. Nightmare stories about people like, r- was it Rand Paul's like oh, fighting, fist fighting with his neighbor? Yeah. Because you just, you yeah. realize for all these years that you live in an apartment, you're sharing a building, but you, have, but you don't care cause it's none of yours. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And with this, it's like, it's so yours mm-hmm. that, attitude gets in the way like you ego like protective. possessive protective yeah. yeah it's really weird yeah. and i'm we're, you're lucky they're not like that but that's my first question i was like neighbors? yeah i was like what who are these people who were the people like before too and you went and interviewed them i did <laughs> i gave them a three uh, three three page interview and i'm thinking about moving in next door i have a few questions for you a couple of questions for you can you fill out this packet i have a 40 page just fill it out and triplicate i don't know my neighbors i know a couple a couple of my neighbors are amazing and they're like you know they're the kind where 
like our alarm went off a few weeks ago while we were um out and we were like oh my god someone's clearly breaking in yeah and so my neighbors like it was like almost midnight they got up went, went over there yeah they went over there checked everything we got home like 30 minutes later it turned out a battery since the sensor battery was dying of course and cost me 270 bucks for a false alarm report Oh yeah, because the cops. The yeah, cops, you have to yeah, pay the for cops that. Come because we legit thought someone was breaking their house. Well, but that's a, that's like a you ha- that's like a necessary. Yeah. evil. it's like I'd rather a cop show up than just be like, I 100%. think it's fine. <laughs> yeah, 100%. as they walk out with your TV. Yeah, so I have neighbors like that, and then the rest of the neighbors I've never talked to in the seven years I've lived in the house. Whoa, really? I know, isn't that weird? Well, I mean, to be honest, like uh, I think there's like a. To me, it's like a 60-40. Like, I know mm-hmm. 60% of my neighbors. Yeah. And the 40... That's I, enough. Yeah, that's enough, right? <laughs> it's just over half. We don't need to... I mean, it's like, do we really all need to hang California out is just not that culture. No. It's there, just it, not Southern California. It's not. No. I, when I, like, I grew up like that. I'm In the South, a different yeah, world. Yeah, my hometown, like, everybody brings food when someone's mm-hmm. di- dead or married or... Heard big, you got dead. Yeah, heard you are dead. I heard your dad. We brought you some dish. casserole. <laughs> And uh, here, like, I moved into my house, like I said, seven years ago, but I'd been here for 10 already Yeah. in a different area, and one of the neighbors brought over, like, lemon bars, and I was just like, what do you want? How skeptical. <laughs> yeah, like, why are you What's here? in them? Or am I, am I supposed to invite them into my house? Are you running for town council? <laughs> it's just so, it, I had not experienced that out here, yeah. that yeah. it seemed alarming. It's a little... Um, it's a little weird because you're like, if I didn't live here, we would never know each other. Right. And like, hypothetically, you don't ever really need to meet anybody mm-hmm. around you because I don't know, you know, like a yeah. couple of houses up, like, well, I've never even seen this guy. Like, right. there's people that like come and go, their cars leave, and I've never even seen the humans that live inside <laughs> of there. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> yeah. And they're right there. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my last place I lived, my last apartment, I saw probably everybody every day. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you can't escape people yeah. when you live in a building. So it's like... This is kind of nice to not have to see people, but mm-hmm. I wish there is a little bit Midwest in me that wishes because mm-hmm. we have the same kind of thing in the Midwest. Like your neighbors are kind of people that you like aspire to um, get along with, so you can yeah. have a drink with them, and mm-hmm. you know, will you watch a dog or will you go get my mail? Like, yeah, that's like an old Midwest thing inside of me that I think Southern California people are like nobody gives a shit about that stuff. Here. Yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, this is solo solo but mission. I, I think it's good to to have a few people where you look yeah. out for them they look out for you yeah because you know it takes a village you get it does a small village a very small village <laughs> it takes a really tiny it takes about a uh eight thousand square foot there's village. only room for four people in this tent everyone else has got to get out <laughs> yeah everyone else has to get out of this tent yeah. there's no room for anybody in my tent i sleep alone in a tent when I, by the he way does. i like sleeping alone in tents mm-hmm. when i when we go travel together i make the old bag sleep in her own tent for real no she sleeps in mine <laughs> oh, no she sleeps in mine but she hates that stuff when we went yeah. we went camping and uh she couldn't go to bed at night. She was like, it's so uncomfortable. I was like, just oh, get drunk until yeah. you can't. Yeah. Camping, you're supposed to get drunk until you can't Camping feel it anymore. Camping is not for me. No, you don't like it? No, it's the one gay quality I don't possess. Do most oh, gay women I, like camping? And I'm not handy. Uh, yeah, a lot of women that I know are, love camping. They love the outdoors. I guess I guess maybe that's... Is that a stereotype? Yeah, for sure. It is? It's, but a lot, of, a lot of... Some of these stereotypes are based in truth. Not all of them, but a, some a lot of, of them. them. Yeah. And uh, one, I mean, I know a lot of outdoorsy lesbians. Give, give me the give me the stereotypes that you definitely adhere to, and then give me the ones that you don't like. Of the a, gay thing, yeah. Uh, I'm like a tomboy. I love. I, I wear men's clothes, mm-hmm. but I I'm very much a female. Yeah. Um, I play sports, softball, yeah. tennis, basketball, yeah. that stuff. Uh, there's that whole puss thing. Um, that you like puss. I like puss. <laughs> Is that is that one of the stereotypes of lesbians? It's, we're tend to known for that. Really, I've and, never uh, heard that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna write that down. Then, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's that whole puss. There's thing. that whole puss thing. That's so good. Uh, I don't wear a lot of makeup. 
You know yeah. that whole thing. I don't like mm, yeah. doll, doll up. Yeah, but if you ha- you have good skin, if you had bad skin, do you think you'd wear makeup? Probably because you have really good skin. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Your face is your face is such a nice, clean face. (laughs) Probably because I don't wear a lot of makeup. You think that's what it is? Yeah, it makes your face dirty. I I always thought this that was interesting because I can't talk to her about it because it's Uh an annoying thing. But I was like, a lot of men have such clean skin, but Mm -hmm. it's probably because they don't put a bunch of shit on it all the time. Yeah, because when you put a lot of stuff on it and you don't wash it off, clogging it. It's clogging it. Yeah. And and young girls are taught to put on makeup at such a young age. Like like our nieces are like so young, Mm -hmm. and sometimes. Sometimes, like they want to do the makeup thing yeah and i'm always like it's weird that like it's societally just like you're inundated with the idea of putting on face stuff oh yeah it's everywhere all these but it's but it's crazy because it's a very american thing mm-hmm. like it's a very american thing is it i didn't yeah yeah when I you go to a lot there's that. a lot of parts of the world that don't i mean i would say or they at least wait till a certain age yeah also like um i would say like okay like french culture there's mm-hmm. an, i think lots of makeup is kind of not their thing yeah, spanish like, culture is not the same thing italians mm-hmm. um unless you're the frou-frou-y western europeans yeah. like the high class high, high class right. but i think regular europeans don't tend to wear yeah. a lot of makeup maybe i'm european you could be european but as far as things Fortune, i'm not you're ha- european, <laughs> european. <laughs> as far as things stereotypes i don't yeah the knots have, are funnier um I am not handy whatsoever. Like you can't fix I cannot, anything? I can hammer a nail and change a light bulb, but that's it. I, I that's cannot, not it. You can't I do cannot anything else? Any, plunge a toilet, maybe. You don't know how to plunge a toilet? I can't. I can't plunge. But okay. that's it. That's We're talking about basic level mm-hmm. things. Um, how about like put it, install a... Can you put a desk together? Uh, Yeah, but I don't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's what all handy stuff is. It's just you probably can do all of it. Yeah. You just don't want to do it. I don't want it. to. Yeah, like like I'm not saying can you electrically wire your house. Yeah, I like, would like hire my good guy friends. I would be like, I'll pay you mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah, that's just that stuff you don't want to do. I bet you could yeah, do most stuff probably. you just don't want. All right, what um, else? And then I, I don't like camping. Um, there's a stereotype that lesbians don't get along with men. I love men. Yeah. I really do. I have two older brothers. And a dad, obviously. And I have a dad. I have a dad. (laughs) And I've gotten along so well with men my entire life. What about gay men? I love gay men too. See, that's a stereotype I've heard that that lesbians don't like gay men. Yeah, I I mean, they say that the two side the two sides don't like each other um, in general. But I love gay men as well. But I think that's probably your personality. You kind of tend to be a loving person. Yeah, maybe I guess that's I'm, you specific. I'm pretty open to most people. Yeah, you seem a little. You're passive when it comes to sh- like I don't. I don't think you let shit like like people probably don't bother you as much as bullshit does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not. I worry about things, but it's more of like I worry about things I need to take care of, like mm-hmm. or like the outcome of something. But I'm not like. Um, like I'm a pretty positive person. Yeah, you I don't, like most yeah. people. I get along with most people. You don't have a negative disposition. No, I don't see the world in a like woe is me kind of way. Or, <laughs> is that the sound? Ugh. Every day, every day, oh, there's somebody so wakes many up, victims. There's so many me. martyrs. Oh yeah, like uh, in the like southern women of my mom's age are just like, well, I guess I'll spend Christmas alone. And you're like, <laughs> all I said was that. I was coming in on the 23rd <laughs> and not the 22nd. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's nice. I'll just that's, drink myself to okay. sleep again. Well, I, since none of you kids want to spend Christmas with me. <laughs> <laughs> the guilt trips in the South are really strange. Ooh, they're big. Do you get guilt trip from your mom on a lot of shit too? Is she like that? She can be. She yeah. doesn't realize that she's doing it. But, oh, that's the worst. You know. when, when they're kind of like subconsciously guilt uh-huh. tripping you. I'll be talking about something like I'll have a fight with my brother or something and somehow it'll lead to her like saying, well, you know, on my birthday, no, (laughs) you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah, it goes to her. has nothing to do with you. And yet it does. (laughs) And yet it does. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but I didn't like the last two years of my birthday present. No one (laughs) asked me. (laughs) Have you ever given your parents a gift and and they like you could physically see that they didn't like it? No, because I usually give them money. Oh, you give go, your mom and dad money? Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so funny. Because I come from working class folks. Sure. You yeah. know, my mom, like I said, my mom was a teacher. Yeah. Uh, my parents split when I was 12, so she was a single mom for most of my life. What did the old man do? Uh, he changed jobs a lot. He would 
One time he was like a traveling salesman. God, I'm fascinated with that job. Oh, it's not like door to door type of shit. Like, yeah. Or like, well, or like going to like hospitals to sell cleaning products. Right. He was a floor. He cleaned floor like uh, the wax guy that came in and cleaned floors. I don't know what those things are called. Yeah, yeah. Waxer, floor waxers. Yeah. He was a manager at a trucking company. He's like a working man. And the last like seven years, he was like the head. Uh, the head of the janitorial service in an ele- elementary school. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's a very like uh, hand, like uh, handy guy. He's the handy he's lesbian the handy that we're guy. talking about yes. from before. Yeah. And I did not get that. So he's like, yeah, just a total blue collar working sure. guy. So you and so give my money. parents don't have a lot of money. Yeah. And, and it's not like I'm I'm by no means bankrolling them because I'm living in the most expensive city in the country. I'm just trying to get by myself. But I do what I can. Like if if there's a birthday or Christmas, instead of like, why would I get them like a candle yeah. when I could like pay for their new refrigerator? That's or, really or nice. Or pay a bill, you know, something like that. What's the biggest purchase you make? Can you say it? I don't need the denomination for myself, of money. For them. No, for them. Like, what was there? Was there a big gift that you did for them? Uh. By the way, I need a new washer and dryer. If you're willing to hand out gifts. I'm really looking I mean, for I one. bought them. I have bought them. My mom like a refrigerator. My dad like a dishwasher. Appliances are big. Uh, appliances that's, that's... are. <laughs> I took my mom on a cruise for nice. one Christmas. With her or with her? I went that's with her. Awesome. And then sometimes I've just been like, "Here's a thousand bucks," you know, like You're sweet. But they're like people that some people in this business that get their mom like a new house. I'm like, don't be, uh, don't be expecting those people that are from assholes. Me. Okay. I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. So I told don't. my mom, like, I'm, not, I'm never buying you guys You're a like, house. even if I was really rich, you yeah. ain't getting You ain't house. getting shit. In fact, I want to get really, really rich, and the one thing I do want to buy my mother is a car. Yeah, my that My parents would be nice. never, my mom never, like, so my mom has had the same car. Yeah. She'll drive the same car for 15 years. Yeah. And that's just her thing. Like, uh-huh. she's, she'll drive it until it, like, literally, you should get a new yeah. car. It's, like, unsafe, and she'll drive the shit out of it. Yeah. And I, and my mom loves um like little sports cars Mm -hmm. but she never ever would buy like right even if she had the money she still wouldn't right so i pine i pine to be able to do that for her one day i I don't know if i'll ever get to it you will i hope so i forgot i have helped my mom get two cars (laughs) two cars bought him cash uh one one was uh i got a new car out here when i finally got i think i started working at chelsea and i finally Mm -hmm. started making money and so i shipped her my Honda Accord. So mm. I gave her my Honda Accord. And then like she drove it and loved it for like, because uh, you know, those are great cars. They last forever. Yeah, they she run dr- for like 68 yeah, years. Yeah, she drove it forever. And then like a couple years ago, just like randomly ran it off a hill. And we go, what? <laughs> what? Is everything were okay? You drinking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, were you? And she's like, no, I was just driving. And <laughs> we're like, were you texting? Nope, just driving. Something was going and on. And she just ran off of an, an embankment. Did, she didn't get hurt? She she hit her head and got like a, it jumbled a little bit. Like her memory's not quite as great. Wait, wait. You're <laughs> rushing over this. It jumbled a little bit. Like, you know, it, My mom it, has it brain damage. brain a little bit. <laughs> Your mother has brain damage, see, and you're like, well, you know, it is what God it is. God bless her. My mom's so smart, but sometimes I can't tell if it was the accident or if it's just her lack of, just like, get, like she's older? super book smart, sometimes mm. not as common sense smart. Uh, and sometimes I know I, these people. Sometimes I don't know if it's the car accident or what. Luckily, she was fine, but she ran, like, 10 feet, like a Thelma and Louise did. Into, like, <laughs> <laughs> I can laugh because she's okay, but... It was the most bizarre thing. So it's wild. She she got the insurance money from that car, and then I covered the rest of oh, the. Oh, that's new, awesome! Of the new See, car. that's nice. I want But we're talking like a, a used Toyota Toyota Camry so from what? like CarMax or something. Still a car, man. There's a lot of people in the United States that can't buy it. That's you know what I mean? True, that's still yeah. a huge thing. I think I don't know what kind of car I'd buy my mom, but I know it'd have to be like a fun little tiny sports car, like a little yeah. Beamer or something like that, like a little. Yeah. European sports car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day. One also, day. Also probably not, mom. So, you know. <laughs> the mom. Don't be expecting anything. Yeah, don't be expecting shit. Well, I like, I bought my parents, I've talked about this before, I think, on my show. I bought my parents an iMac. Yeah. I bought that. My first big check, I yeah. bought them a computer. That's so nice. Yeah, you'd think. 
uh, I buy like, them. Yeah, they don't I, know how to work it. <laughs> well, no, it was more like my dad was annoyed with it because it was because oh. they had used PCs their whole life. Oh, because it was too technical. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. Dad, this is gonna this. You know, all the wires. My father always bitched about the wires. I had a fucking mm-hmm. speaker wire and that fucking mouse and the goddamn. Where's the? You're like, like that's it's surround sound. Yeah. He, <laughs> He just got so gave sick. You sound. He's sick of the. He was sick of the shit. So right. I said, "I'm going to buy them this thing." And then when I told him, I was like, "It's all here." And he was like, "Where's the base? Oh, where's the floor thing?" And I go, "No, no, Dad, it's like, in the screen. That's the best part." Yeah. And he had a conspiracy. He was like, <laughs> "When do I got to go buy the other part?" I was like, "They don't. That's it." You're like, "This is it, man." But I was so annoyed because I thought they were going to lose it. Yeah. Instead, they were like, "Okay." Yeah. Thanks. Well, the best part about buying people gifts, especially expensive ones, is that later on when they piss you off, you're like, I bought you a refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna, how, how do you like eating you food? You really going to talk to me like that right now? You like eating food? <laughs> I can clear out that fridge right now and take it right, right home with me. Fortune, you won't. I will. And I will. You strap it to your hey, back. At any fight. Hey, you remember that, remember that dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> you gave that to me 10 years ago. <laughs> and? Do you like it? Okay. So I always win. You do, huh? Mm-hmm. You do you hold that over them? That's, that's no, I'm kidding. <laughs> That'd be so sad. Be so mean. You're not coming home for Christmas. Refrigerator, Refrigerator. hang up. Just hang up the phone. Click. Do you, are you going? Are you going back to North Carolina for Christmas? I am. Yeah. For Christmas. Yeah. I'm doing some uh, stand-up shows in Florida right before Christmas. Where in Florida? Uh, Orlando and Tampa. Because uh, um, improv, the Tampa, the the, uh, yeah. What's it called? Um, uh, God, Ebor yeah, oh, City. City. Can I show you something? I've yeah. Talked. Do you have a tattoo of no, Tampa? No, that's Ebor City. That's Scar. What'd you do there? That's Scar. I've talked about it before. Oh. I don't. Ebor City and I do not get you along got, anymore. You were drinking? No. Oh. A fight broke out and there was an umbrella stand on the ground and my knee smashed it. My leg smashed against it. No. Ebor City has a bad taste in my mouth for yeah. some reason. It, 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 it left me. have a scar. Me. I have a scar me- mentally and physically. Yeah. And then Tampa, you're doing as well? Uh, Tampa, yeah. Who lives in Florida? Um... No one lives in Florida. My fiance's family celebrates Christmas in Florida every year because they live in Michigan. And oh, yeah. They're, yeah, yeah. they're the snowbird type. That, Mid- the Midwest. Because it's so cold in yeah. Michigan. So they uh, they go to Clearwater, which is right, right beside Tampa. Like it. So the last two years, I've managed to do shows in Florida right around Christmas. Perfect. So we go see her family, and then um, I'll fly home to spend like Christmas Eve and everything with my mom because uh, she's alone and I guess I'll just be by myself. <laughs> Is that uh, what she says? <laughs> what about your brothers? Where the fuck are they? They come on like uh, Christmas night or the next day. We uh, kind of do the latter part of Christmas. Right. So I, I told my fiance, I was like, I'm just going to go home and be with my mom, go to church as you do. Oh, Christ- oh you ha- you yeah, go. Yeah, Christmas Eve is like a big church night. We, f- we fight it. <laughs> yeah. We fight it. And yeah. my dad hates it, but I'm like, I don't want to go anymore. It's not, a, I mean. It's it, not mine. It's not, it, yeah, it's not your tradition. No. And then, uh, my, and then my, and then Jax will fly to North Carolina on Christmas. So we'll right. be together. But it's interesting because we're in that stage of our life where like, we're grown ass adults and like, we have a house. We have a life, but yeah. like I feel like our traditions are still tied to our families and yeah. what they want to do. Like, and it it seems like if you don't have kids, especially, it, it's almost like you can't have your own tradition. No, you have to do theirs. Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting time that we're getting into that place where we're kind of like, ah, oh, this is, we're not ever spending the holidays how we want to spend them. That's the changeover, right? Like mm-hmm. when we. We we do holidays half uh, one year there one year mine one year there yeah and it's tough too because you're like why well, I, I wish we could do like one year I've always said I was like why can't we just go to like somewhere tropical yeah you know like well, yeah and I know that my mom would just mm-hmm. you know I still have um, a grandmother left so I think right. that's that, I think that's the thing is like you gotta for her yeah more than anything for and sure. I and I get it but there are times when I'm like. What if we just go somewhere really nice? Yeah. You know, it's like people forget that when someone's like, you live in LA, it's nice all the time. It's like, we travel so much. Mm-hmm. I'm in just as many shitty weathered places <laughs> yeah. as people that live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm my, I'm this tour I'm doing next year is January, February, March, April, and then May and I'm done. So I'm literally yeah. traveling through shitty first yeah. half of the year weather. Yeah. You're in the thick of it. Yeah. It's just like, we live in that stuff. Mm-hmm. We're used to it. It's just, you want to just get away, get away sometimes. Yeah. But it, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, I, I live far away from my family. I don't get to see them that often. So 
You're like, what? You're not. What are we really sacrificing? We're just nothing. Because I mean, my partner and I see each other all day, every day. Like, Ugh. do we need to go? No. You know, so so uh, do we need to go to some wherever? Just go home and see our family you know? and just hang out. Yeah. Decompress. Just hang out. And I like one in North Carolina a lot uh, because it's chill. Yeah. There's no expectations. Mm-hmm. I sit on the porch, chat with my folks. You know, you're it's nothing. Just Are you Charlotte? Of, eat a bunch of fried food. I am Belmont, which is 30 minutes from Charlotte. Okay. You it's didn't need te- to say the town name. It's almost like a suburb of Charlotte at this okay. point. Okay. Now people are going to come kill you, by the way. You told them where you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the small Please town. Don't. <laughs> There's seven There's of us. There's like seven people in the whole town. How many people went to your high school? Uh, God, I want to say 400 maybe. Whoa. 500 most. There was, what, almost, your... there was almost a thousand in my graduating class. Really? I think my graduating class was 200. So maybe it was like 600. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, we were around 200 in my class. Wow. It's small. I mean, growing up, my hometown was 5,000 people. You knew everybody. You knew everybody. Now I think it's like 10,000 people. Oh, we're excuse me. <laughs> it's like super cute town. It's uh, I didn't like it growing up because it was boring. Yeah. But then, like, it changed significantly over the years. It's gotten kind of cute and cool, and there's, like, cute little restaurants and little coffee shops. And I'm like, my hometown's cool. I love it here. Yeah. What's the industry that was out of there? Like, what was the main? In the early, early days, it was a big uh, mill. I can't say mill. Mill. Milling? Milling town? Mill. Oh, a mill. Like, for cotton. Yeah, mill. Like that mill. What what were you trying to say? Mill. What would you... (laughs) Well, what would you would have said? I would say like meal, meal. It was a meal. Town. I can't say certain words like oil, 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 well, 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 oil, oil, well, say, well oil. say it was a well-oiled mill. It was a well-oiled mill. <laughs> <laughs> it was a well-oiled mill. But yeah, it was a big mill town back in the day. So it was very mm-hmm. uh, small and there wasn't much to it. And then that completely went away. And now it's all these people from Charlotte moving in, to building nice houses. Get their money's worth of, yeah. Yeah, because we're like... 20 minutes from the Charlotte airport. We're, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, Shit. It's, I'm, I, I'm an hour and a half from our airport and we're only 10 <laughs> miles know. away. It's a, so it's like the best of both worlds. You get the small town and then like the conveniences of Charlotte. That's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that's, that is what I, when I travel, that is one of those things that I kind of get a little emotional about. And I'm like, it would be cool to live in one of these quaint, wonderful, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, uh, friendly places where people care yeah yeah it's tough there, yeah. there is some tough parts about living like do you do you think at some point in your life you'll leave la you know i've been out here 17 years and i always assumed i would be here forever mm-hmm. i really like la i mean it can be stressful i like it sometimes too. you're like oh my god i can't believe to buy a house is this much and you're yeah. not even getting what you want nope Sometimes I think, what is that? Why? Why am I here? But I mean, I ha- I still have to be here because jobs come up, as you know, yeah. last minute all the time. Auditions constantly like, can you be in Santa Monica at two tomorrow? So I can't, I don't have the luxury of living elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, Sandra Bullock, she can live wherever she wants. She's good. She I, uh, And ironically, she lives in Van Nuys at the airport. <laughs> she, she does. <laughs> she, yeah. But like. There, I sometimes could see myself one day like going to like Nashville. Yeah, I love you Nashville. know, like like you still have a city, but it's got the southern mentality. I love it's a Nashville. Cool, I gotta tell cool you, I just city. played Zanies there for the first time a, a for the first time a couple really? weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, I love I love it. I fucking adored yeah. it. I told Nate Bargetti because Nate lives out there. Yeah. You know, and his I, sister came to a show, and mm-hmm. I texted him. I was like, "Dude, I, this town is awesome. I really do enjoy it." Yeah. I another. I think um, Kathleen Madigan or somebody. Yeah, oh, I think, I think she think lives she, down there. Yeah, yeah, she moved out there, and yeah, Lewis Black was like, "She's having the time of her life. She's on a pontoon boat golfing." You know, it's like awesome. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like yeah. she's and and Nashville. Um, you can fly to so many places because it's. It's so centralized. It's not the total central part, but it's close to the It's pretty central. close, yeah. And uh, I'm like, what am I doing, <laughs> doing yeah. in L.A.? I think about that all the time. But because acting is so important to me, yeah. it's, not, it's not something I, a move I could make anytime soon. Did you want to be an actor or a comedian more first, like when you first started? Did, you, did it matter? I d- it didn't matter. I'm When I moved out here, I moved out here to work <laughs> as a personal assistant. 
To who? To an actress. Uh, Can you say Emily it? Proctor. She's the blonde chick from um from CSI Miami. Ooh. If you saw the poster, you would be like, oh, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never watched those shows. Yeah, so maybe I was not. not uh, I'm not into those shows either, but she... Uh, She's from North Carolina, oh. and we met at my graduation. She was the uh, commencement speaker, and I was the student speaker. Whoa. Yeah, and we hit it off, and through a series of events, I eventually uh, talked, like, caught up with her uh, on the phone. Like, you know, one of those things, like, let me know if you can ever, if I can ever do anything for you, which you think will go nowhere. Yeah. But then it did end up leading to a job out here working for her. Wow. So I came out here to work for her, and I didn't know, I'd never been to LA. I was like, what am I doing? Right. I just kind of chalked it up to like, this will be like a life adventure. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just see where life takes mm-hmm. us. And uh, and I got out here, and I was like, oh my God, this is so hard. I don't know anybody. I couldn't make friends for so like hard. the first two years. No one wanted still, to be I my friend. I still don't have friends. Nobody wants to be my friend. You know, it's it's a it's a place where people kind of have their thing and their yeah. people, and they don't really want to go beyond that. And so I for like I would call my mom, like being like, I I gotta come home, like it, you know. But I, <laughs> but it felt like that would be giving. I don't even know what I wanted, yeah. but it felt like I'd be giving giving up. up. Yeah. So I started taking. Uh, improv classes at the Groundlings. Oh, wow. And it changed everything. Wow. I had done theater in college, so I knew I liked acting, but I sucked in college. No, you didn't suck. I, no, I sucked because we did really weird modern plays. And like someone like me, is that's not... Yeah, you you're know? not going to thrive. I'm no. all like, when are we... When are we gonna do Steel Magnolias? <laughs> 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 and they're like, he was not having it. So uh, I knew I liked that. Yeah. performing um but once i discovered improv it was like this is this is what's been missing wow my when whole did you life. quit improv and switch to stand-up i never uh about to, i almost said i never quit improv but obviously you never quit <laughs> improv too much improv anymore um so i started improv 2005 it was like a year and a half later, I started doing stand-up. Oh, wow. Uh, someone... Um, we started like the exact same time. Did, know, yeah. 07. Yeah. yeah, it was like the beginning of 07. Right, I, I moved here July, 4th of July 2006, and I finally got to LA like 07. Yeah. About, are you, how old are you? I'm uh, 39. Yeah. And uh, how old are you? 36. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I like, someone came to my... Because ske- the improv led to me doing, like, I created my own group, and right. I started doing sketch comedy. Who's in your group? Anybody that I might know? Um, do you know? Oh, you know Justin Martindale. He of was course, in, he was yes, in my group. of course. He started stand up because of me. Oh, because he was doing improv. He and was doing like, improv and sketch. We had a group called Gas Money. That's great. I discovered I discovered him at uh, an improv show, and I thought he was the funniest one. He is. He is and quite he, funny. And I asked my friend to ask him to be in the improv group because <laughs> you were too nervous to ask I don't him. Know. <laughs> yeah, like a, a first date. Go tell him I like Go him. Go tell him. And uh, so and anybody else that I know or no? Uh, I don't think so. They're all like uh, more improv still. In the well, I know some imp- some of the great. I mean, I, I've said this before. Some great improvers are um, like John Gabris. I think is one of the funniest. Mm-hmm. Do you know him? And I don't. Mary Holland, like because I never did UCB. Ah, uh, right. Those are all UCBers. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's a it. Pretty- was very separate back then. Right. That's so weird. And UCB LA started a little bit later after I started Groundlings, and I, at that point, I was in the thick of the Groundlings. You were deep. I was deep. Are they the oldest improv troupe in LA? Are there improv? They might be. Because yeah. it's them, like the UCB, 70s. and Second City didn't come here for... Yeah, it was a while. Right. And so when you get in that bubble there, you're just like, the ground lines, it's all that matters. Yeah, you're locked, Yeah. Right? So I started taking improv... I did this nerdy route with stand-up. I started taking classes. That's what's wrong, what's wrong and, with that? Uh, it's whatever but at the end, you worked. Per- perform at the comedy store. Right. And then I start. It was Adam Barnhart. Do you you know God, Adam? The name sounds familiar. He does a uh, show in the Belly Room a lot. It used to be every Sunday night, and so he was a teacher. And then he did a show every Sunday night in the Belly Room, and he said, um, "I'll let you do ten minutes every Sunday night if you run the music." So that's as a, great. As a brand new comic, I got ten minutes at the comedy store for an entire year every Sunday night. So it was huge. For wow. Me. So I got. I got. I was able to get better faster. Sure. Because I was. I that was like a steady um, spot, and then I would try to find spots in between. Right. 
but it was like you know you you're lucky to get two or three minutes when you're oh my brand god new three minutes is what you get and you, it's, it's probably two minutes and 10 seconds because they mm-hmm. want you off they're like get off get yeah off, get off. so i went through the comedy store pretty like through that route to paid regular fairly quickly sure it was like two and a half years that's good that's really mm-hmm. good and now good segue <laughs> and now, now you have a netflix special coming out yeah my first january hour, 21 tw- january 21st it's yeah, called sweet and salty sweet and salty sweet and salty i'm so excited i've done two half hours yeah uh, one comedy central one netflix and but now you're doing a netflix hour. hour baby yeah that's huge so it, this it's really exciting i mean i'm excited about it who knows how other people will feel it's just they're gonna love it personal set it was a a, i've never done this before where i was like literally going from my childhood every step to like junior high to college to like coming out to moving to la it was a very autobiographical timeline awesome and uh and and it just it was a set that meant meant a lot to me so it was cool to get to film it where'd you do where'd you shoot it in charlotte oh you did yeah so it was a hometown crowd wow and um yeah i can't wait for it to come out just because you know it's like uh it's such a cool way to kind of show people your voice and what you do absolutely and and the half hours are very they're great too but it's very quick you're you know you're like boom boom it's 22 minutes minutes. yeah Yeah, you're in and out it's a full hour so you really get to divulge yeah, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure it's gonna be awesome. I mean, you're you're very you're a very talented girl, and I oh. like and I like what you do. Does well, your mom like your stuff? She does. She she does because you know she she likes to be the center of attention, and I tend to talk about her. Yeah, and there's several big stories in my set. That oh, so she's gonna her. love it. So she's just beaming. Even if I'm talking shit about her, she's just like that's me <laughs> even that's if it's, me. it's just dumping on her you know that's me right you know that's me she called me a slut <laughs> um, do you call her a slut in your act that'd be so I funny I, w- I used to as a joke yeah when she was in the audience just to see other people be like what what she said that in front of her mother yeah yeah but she has a good sense of humor and and laughs she a gets lot. it she gets it how do you raise someone like you mm-hmm. and not get it you she know? totally gets it so you know and she'll say i didn't care for that one joke and i'll be like oh i'm starting with that joke (laughs) (laughs) what's the joke that you know that you love but she hates like what's up no you don't have to tell me the joke but like the premise or the idea i have a joke about uh not i wasn't um i I was never kidnapped as a child and (laughs) because i was never desired never never she didn't like that she hates it She's like, I just don't care for that. Because the layers of it make her mad. She she doesn't like the. She thinks it's offensive to people who've been kidnapped. Yeah, well, they're not around anymore. Yeah, for so the most part. I will tell you this though. Mm. So I do do this whole bit about not getting kidnapped as a kid, and I'm like, it was all the rage in the '80s, and I <laughs> so I many kids I, on milk. So many, I, and I escaped it. And uh, I was doing that joke in Salt Lake City. It was like a month before I taped my special. And um, the the club owners, they the club owner came and he goes, "Hey, just so you know, uh, Elizabeth Smart's dad is in the audience." Shut up. And I'm and on, on and it happened on that same day. He in People Magazine or somewhere it came out that he had come out of the closet as gay. Right. So I thought that uh, they were telling me that. Because I was like, what gay stuff do I have? Do I have anything offensive? Like, I go, I don't think so. I think my gay <laughs> like, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I'm just like, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. And uh, you know, business as usual. Yeah. So I get up on stage. <laughs> my like, I'm telling you, this joke comes like two minutes into. Oh, my it's set. hot right and off. And I the- and I go on a on a thing a tangent about not being kidnapped because I wasn't cute enough or mm-hmm. whatever. And like half, like halfway through that joke, a light bulb went off. I go, "Oh my god, <laughs> this was the joke that they were trying to warn me about." You had to finish it. I had to finish it. I was like, and it crushed it. I mean, it was it's a fun, <laughs> it's a great silly joke. joke, but I didn't see him. <laughs> they said he was seemed like he had a good time. If you and, go to a comedy club, yeah, you have to know. Yeah, but I mean, I thought of all jokes. Because you, you, when you tell a joke like that, you think, what are the odds 
that someone who's actually been kidnapped or involved in a kidnapping is going to be there. It's going to be there. Like right. it's a very small amount of people who've experienced kidnapping. Yeah. And the most famous, one of the most famous, <laughs> probably the most famous cases of our entire country. The father sitting in my audience. Wow. It was weird. It was crazy. Did he say crazy. hi? He didn't say hi, but I, I don't think he, it was anything personal. It was just uh, there was, it was a very little, personal. He's stewing right now. He's probably he listens to everything you do. He listens to this right <laughs> he's now. Like, he's I'll like, I'll never see this girl bitch, again. I'll fucking kill her. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll find I her. Felt, I felt I felt a little bad. You shouldn't. But I think he knew it was coming from a very lighthearted place. Yeah, look, I, look, you know, if you're going to comedy shows, you, chances are you're, you, I hope, I would hope that you get that a lot of this stuff is all in jest. And mm-hmm. like, it's not, we're not, no one's, no comics are aiming arrows at people. They're, no. Like, for the, for, for, I mean. For the most part. For the most part. Not everyone. <laughs> but for the most part, it's like, it's all in jest. It's, it's yeah. for fun. It's stupid. It's, it's. It's making light of things that. You're not making light of them to make light of them. You're making light of them because they're so heavy yeah. and they're so terrible that that you have to almost laugh sometimes. Yeah, I think I think you're we're we usually make light of not the thing itself, but mm-hmm. the reaction around it. Yeah. So we typically will make fun of not the kidnapping, but the mm-hmm. idea of what of the social right. ramifications and those kind of things, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the depths of what I feel is like at the that's what's at the the pinnacle of good comedy. It's like yeah. when you can take something social uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you can mock the ideas around it yeah that's what's hilarious because the thing itself it's not that it can't be funny it's just there's probably not a lot of comedic worth there mm-hmm. i bet the the real worth is in the surrounding areas over yeah people's reactions to it people's deep thoughts what people, no one says about it that they all want to say mm-hmm. you know well i think i come from that kind of family that you know we grew up with you know the lights would get cut off because we didn't couldn't, didn't have the money to pay really the electric bill. Did that sometimes. happen often? Not not. It wasn't like a weekly thing, but right. it happened here and there. And so there were times that you were just like, I mean, I can't complain. I had a roof over my head, you know. Uh, but there were times when things were hard, and you wanna, as a kid, get bummed out about it. But my family had a tendency to take like uh, hard things or tragedy you know certain tragedies in the family and we would always as a family make light of it mm-hmm. laugh at it i mean we were devastated when my grandmother died of cancer and you know we were all crushed and then you know after a funeral we are like in a circle like making jokes cracking up laughing not because we didn't care that she had died but that's how we yeah. sort of worked our way through that stuff i mean you know irish funerals do you know about what we do what do you guys do? oh we have a party like oh you yeah go, you go drink afterwards mm-hmm. like you do you do the whole deed which is like to me the worst thing about catholics is they do like open caskets of like that, mm-hmm. that that is the worst to me like it's yeah. just i don't want to see the dead person that i right. loved it's so weird mm-hmm. um and then afterwards you usually pick a bar or sometimes it's a VFW or a you know a banquet hall yeah and they throw you throw like a rager and you're yeah. supposed to drink and tell stories about their lives mm-hmm. and that's yeah, a very traditional thing yeah, yeah because it's just like the whole thing is fucking t- terrible it's, it's yeah, like it's so dark how how, how long can we sad. sit in this sad crevice right. it's like we have to get away from that at some point yeah and at the end of the day if you should want your friends to sell like the best gift you could give me is having fun telling fun stories yeah talk shit about me reminiscing <laughs> yeah. not like do you really want someone like in a corner sobbing i mean maybe one or two people one but <laughs> one because you want someone to feel you want pain. someone to feel that pain and ma- sure. imagine you're looking at them yeah. when you're dead and you're like why is everyone so happy yeah you don't want people to be person. too happy yeah yeah they're like she's gone and i gotta tell you uh, <laughs> the world is better. Yeah, you need a few tears from people, right? Then, then you party. Mm-hmm. Then you rage. Yeah, <laughs> one tear a beer. You get a yeah. you get tear and a beer. Tear That's how beer. it goes. Tear and a beer. Bye. Get yourself tear and a beer. Bye. Bye. I don't know why I like the Southern accent so much. Just because when I was growing up around it, I was fascinated. I te- when I tested for SNL, I did a character of my dad's best friend growing up. Did you? Yeah, I it, tested for SNL twice. I wonder what year? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I was no, 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 no. I was twelve. Oh no. Th- 13 maybe that's a crazy process yeah awful i don't even yeah but Mama. i but but i use one of the characters from yeah my da- yeah my my, my my dad's but andrew he talked like this he go hey boy <laughs> come over here do 100 push-ups i'll give you a hundred dollars he would do that that sounds like a lot of people i grew up with yeah i'll give you a hundred dollars 
Boy, Andrew. Boy. Boy, go swimming, boy. Get in that pool. He was such like a tough guy, tough guy. Mm -hmm. It was all about like the bravado of it all. Yeah. And like I was always an athlete when I was a kid, but mm -hmm. he would like push me around all the time. What was your sport? Basketball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I played baseball and football too, mm -hmm. but basketball was my favorite. I was yeah. the best at that. Yeah. I loved baseball, mm -hmm. but I wish I was better. Yeah. I was not I was never a great hitter. I was phenomenal on defense. I played shortstop. I was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. But hitting was my just my, my weakness. Yeah. Man. I couldn't hit. But I but you know, at some point they learned that when I was in little league that I wasn't that good of a hitter. Mm -hmm. So they would make me bunt and and oh. and, and and or in steal and yeah. I could steal every base. Oh, it's, that's nice. Yeah, I just I was yeah. I was faster than mo mm -hmm. than most of the kids, so yeah, I, basketball was my mm -hmm. as a young redheaded black male, it was just something that I was <laughs> It was just something that was in my DNA. Yeah, basketball. Totally. People always discount a redheaded kid when they come to the basketball court, and then they they shouldn't. And then they they no, I know we we have superpowers. Do you still play? I don't. Yeah. I talked about this the other day. I stopped playing. I I still run and mm -hmm. and go to the gym and lift weights, but yeah. sports have taken a backseat for me. I know it's hard once you get older. Well, you don't want to get injured. What do I want to fucking? I, I want to get I'm... a broken leg and show up to like Boise a club. And I be like, get hey. it. I'm still playing in a soccer league. And, That's crazy. But I drive to do the soccer games, being like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like, Where is I it at? Can, How far, is it far it's away? It's in Glendale. Okay, yeah. But I love it so much because I'm getting to that age where uh, you reach a point where you you know you're like, "I'll never be on a team again." Yeah, I'll no. never be like high fiving, right. having that camaraderie. And I'm trying to like hold on to it for as long as possible. Let it go, baby doll. Because I love that like feeling of like. We did it. Do you go out afterwards and go get something to drink? No, not anymore. See, that's the Back only thing the day I love. Yeah, I, that's what I used to love. Yeah. I played in a Chicago 16-inch softball league when I moved here. Do you know what that is? Um, no. no. No glove. 16 inches is, the, is big. Yeah, you use 12s, right? Uh, The big ball, yeah. Yeah, we use 16s. But if you play fast pitch, you use the smaller one. Yeah, we use mm -hmm. 16s, and they're really so, they're softer. Yeah, I've never played this. No glove. It's a Chicago oh, tradition. Yeah. okay. 16-inch no glove, baby. I mean, you get a lot of jam, a lot of jam yeah. fingers. Yeah. Uh, but you're fucked. Yeah, everyone's tanked. You just go drink. Yeah, but we used to beat the shit out of people. We were good, man. We were really good. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, you would all go meet at uh, a bar here in the mm -hmm. valley that's now re that's changed its name. It's on um, oh, River taste of Riverside and something. No, it's across from Val Surf. You know, it's that, oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like mm -hmm. a now a broy sports bar. I used to live right there. Yeah. It used to be a shitty dive, a beautiful is it shitty dive. Is now it? it's like a sport, a proper oh, sports it? bar. TVs ever. It used to be yeah. a shithole. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we used to go there, and and that was what I loved was yeah. the camaraderie. And when that went away, I played in the comedians basketball league for mm -hmm. four years. And when that stopped being the camaraderie, I was like, then you're "This like, is what's not... the point?" Yeah. yeah, I just it was not. It just wasn't for me. Yeah, I like you, Chicago folks. Uh, Chicago's one of my favorite cities. Yeah, and I find your that fiance live not. She, she lived, lived there? there for twelve years. Yeah. She went to college. I met her in Chicago. She go to college there. She went no. She's went to Michigan State. Spartans. Uh, she's a Spartan. Go Spartans. Go Spartans. And then she moved to Chicago for work. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. She's a teacher out there. And um. You met her where? I met her in Chicago at Gay Pride. Really? Yeah. How awesome. Uh, she's a, just she's on the street. Like at an event, my friends I, I had me come be like the host for because they they have a big lesbian community there. Yeah, and Andersonville. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually do a lot of events and yeah. stuff. So. She was there, and we just like started chatting, and we knew people like we had mutual friends, okay. and so it didn't seem like it was a total total stranger. Right, I could at least do some background check, mm -hmm. and they were like, "She's really cool. She's a kindergarten teacher." That's and awesome. Basically, almost five years now. Wow, we've been either. She moved. We were long distance for a year, and then she moved to LA for me. But like, she's like. Uh, you move for me. I know. Like sometimes I feel so bad because she loves Chicago. Like me it, too. It's, like I said, great city. And she worked. Um, she basically was like Michelle Pfeiffer at her school. She was the only white <laughs> gangsters paradise person in the entire yeah. school. And but she, I care about you, Jawan. <laughs> yes, but she felt like she was making a real difference. That's beautiful. You know? Yeah. And, and she loved her job. Her kids loved her. And you ripped it away from it, her. To take her away from that. Oh, for L.A. For does she, L.A. Does she teach out here at kindergarten? She taught out here the first like two years, mm -hmm. but then was just and it, it wasn't. She wasn't getting the same um, gratification, joy gratification yeah. from it because she's like, I don't feel like these kids need me as much. I'm like, they do, but in a different way. Sure. 
And um, but she's been subbing this last like two years. Just and she she basically toured with me for the two years I worked this set out. Oh wow! And um, she kind of she's joined the carnival that is stand up as the as your people say bless her bless, bless her, heart. her heart i couldn't do that but That's there's insane. sometimes i look at her like did i mess up your life are you and she's okay? like you did but it's okay she's like yeah it's not quite as fulfilling but i love you you know <laughs> yeah but um, i think i think you find i mean you find as we all get older in our careers and our lives that you that you you prioritize what's important anyway mm-hmm. you're like oh, i this is what i need like again I like LA. Yeah. I don't, I, I, there's moments when I wish I didn't have to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't like being tied like uh, that. It makes yeah. me live here. Um, but it's a, pri- it's a priority of mine to mm-hmm. like work in and, and enjoy it as much as I can. Yeah. It's a sacrifice that you'd got to make. I mean, if mm-hmm. we didn't have to make any sacrifices, no one would be good at anything. Right. Nothing. I mean, nothing <laughs> yeah. would get done, you know? So yeah. like you have to make these weird sacrifices, but uh-huh. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad she's out here for you then. And, and, yeah, uh, me too. You know, and at some point, uh, you know, maybe she'll just make you move back to Chicago. <laughs> she might. I might end up in Chicago. Because I, I want to go back. I'm trying to say All at some right, point. Yeah. She would probably be cool with it, but I just, I, you know, uh, it's it's a hard thing to do, but I still I have these daydreams all the time about moving back to Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like it 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 touches me in a way when I think I about home. I totally get it. I, I mean, I love visiting her there. Yeah. I mean, I just wouldn't want to be there in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> the winter part stinks. Yeah, it does. But you know but what? You, I'm sure you get used to it. It's not just that you get used to it as much as it. It also creates a bond. I've said this before. Mm-hmm. There's a camaraderie about it. Yeah. That you that that in Chicago when you go to have a drink at a bar in shitty weather, mm-hmm. you're all on the same team. Like yeah. we're all fighting this weird uh, nature the battle. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It creates mm-hmm. way more interpersonal relationships. Oh, that, yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. You can sure. bitch about stuff. People just yeah. like to bitch about shit. People in Chicago love to drink. We love to drink and we love to bitch. You're, you're, you guys have great food. We have we have the best, best, worst best. food. The, the best worst yeah, food. Yeah, the best yeah. worst food. It's not good for you, but totally. it's delicious. There's a place here in Southern California called Portillo's. You know what that is? Yeah, I've never been there, though. It's the only one outside of Chicago that's a Chicago restaurant. And where is the, the one here? Buena Park. Oh. I just went down there when I went to Brea last yeah. weekend. Yeah, if you want good, bad food, uh-huh. that's the go place. to Portillo's. Yeah, it's hot dogs, Italian sausages, Italian beef, Italian beef combo. Hey. And a woman back in Chicago, she goes, number 42, this one's for you. <laughs> Number 43, it's about to be for me. Better come pick it up now. She's the best, <laughs> That's man. awesome. Yeah. And they have a little white kid doing it down here, and I was uh-huh. really disappointed at him. Not the same. I was like, don't do that. Don't, don't, yeah. do, don't do what she does. <laughs> you, I know it's tradition. Yeah. But you can't do it like a sassy nah. black woman. No. You can't be like a white like, uh, high school kid. You sure can't. It did sure not can't. work. It, it just like, it threw me off. I was like, <laughs> I'll have to try it sometime. I think uh, Skylar told me. Skylar Stone? Stone told me Does about he go down that. there? He told I was doing shows in Bray a couple months ago. Oh, he was yeah. like, you got it. Or no, Brooks Wheeling maybe was like, you That got sounds it. more right. Yeah, yeah, I think it was He's Bro- an Iowa kid. You know, Chicago. Yeah. I was like, you got to go to Portillo's. Yeah, that's uh-huh. worth it. It's worth it. Next time uh, you go down there, go. Are you touring? What are you doing? What's going on right now next? Yeah. I'm, so I'm, well, right now I'm, uh, I'm finished out the rest of this tour. I've sure. got, like I said, uh, improv, the improv at, uh, in Orlando and Tampa. I'm doing the Irvine Improv the end of the month. Great. In California and then Aspen, Colorado. And then I'll, I'll, I'm coming up with a big tour for the spring that hopefully I'll have not all new stuff, but most new stuff. Enough new stuff. Enough new stuff to make people happy. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be March or April. We're still figuring that out. Okay, good. But in the meantime, go to fortunefemster.com. Yeah, fortunefemster.com. And January 21st, watch my special on Netflix, You better please. watch that shit. If you don't watch that shit, we're coming to find you. We have your boxes. We have the code so yes. we know what each of you are doing. Put it in your calendars. Put it Sweet now. and salty. Sweet and salty, January 21st <laughs> on my Netflix. My two favorite food groups. Sweet, Sweet and, and salty. salty. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, I end the episode like this. I'm going to walk away off camera. You, you have to finish the episode yourself by saying a word or a phrase directly into camera. Okay. And go ahead. <laughs> Uh, believe, 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 that's all, folks. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. 